0: Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and I think this week's episode is a really good one. We talk about how to homeschool the hard child, and to be clear, we don't mean a bad child, just one that is, well, hard. Also, don't forget, we're going to be releasing the You to Dad daily calendar soon. This is a great Christmas present for your husband, and we only have a limited quantity, so keep an eye out on our Facebook page and also on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. This is also a great way to support the Smiling Homeschooler. Before we start, we just want to also say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They're the math curriculum that helps more homeschoolers smile, and you should go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Okay, everybody, and uh, I don't know about where you live, but where we live, it feels like today was a fall day um it feels a little rainy a little bit cooler than it has been it's been nice and warm still not hasn't made that downward dip too too drastic um but uh it feels very fallish and very pumpkinish pumpkin spice um so i hope you're enjoying these days because again like we kind of talked a lot last week fall is the perfect time to homeschool it just feels very fallish um so but things are uh, busy around our house as we're getting ready to take a little uh, vacation in a couple weeks. Uh, so I think everybody's getting excited about that. Ben, uh, your, your your son is now like
0: almost two three months. months old? And uh, Thursday, three months. Wow. he'll be two wow. weeks short of three months. So yeah, so it's pretty amazing. crazy. And last night, we had some of the funs of parenting. One of our, our daughters, our oldest, woke up like an hour after I went to bed and throwing up and pretty much every hour through until like five in the morning. So I, she slept on the floor in her room and I slept on the floor in her room. And, uh, so if I look a little dead in the eyes at some point, so that might be why, but uh, yeah. so thankfully it seemed like after that she was feeling fine and has been most of the day. So, uh, yeah, well, that's cause she's tomorrow morning. Hudson to starts, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: That's Whatever. a weird thing. I don't know what it is, but it's like your kids are like fine all day, and then they go to sleep, and then they're like, "Dad, blah." <laughs> yeah, that age is yeah, a hard it's- age because they don't even try to go to the back, get to right. the bathroom.
0: She was like fighting yeah. me on using uh, the bowl i'm like trying not to like shake her around and i'm like get because yeah. she'd just be like flopping down <laughs> on the ground because she's like i don't want to use it And i'm like you have uh, to you can't just throw up all over yourself so yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, fun, fun i times. think it's
1: kind of payback uh because i know when <laughs> ben was little he i cleaned up plenty of his never <laughs> yeah, thankfully fact, I don't I have like gag reflex. We ruined a like whole RV one time because of Ben. Pretty you
0: know? much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a uh, fighter when it comes to that. Until it's too late, and then it's going everywhere. So, hopefully, uh, no one has you know se- severe gag reflexes. It was always funny because Mom could not handle it. So if anyone threw up, she would throw up next to him, or at least dry heave next to him, and then Dad would have to do it. Yes. So, yes,
1: that body fluids were my my in my job description as husband because debbie would sometimes call me i remember one time she called from i was a pastor at the time she goes you need to come home right now because ben or somebody threw up on the couch and i threw up right beside him trying to clean it up (laughs) so uh, it was pretty much understood that when the music started at night the (laughs) gargling music it was my job even though i just always remember the most just one of those this just in was like encapsulated parenting to me as a sick child one time i was laying in bed you know and i'm laying there with my head on the side of the mattress looking out so i'm right there by the edge and i'm asleep and maggie comes up to me <laughs> and she's like three inches from my face and she goes dad i feel like i have to throw up <laughs> and then i'm like back up back up <laughs> yeah or the worst was when you'd get up and you could tell they'd gone to the bathroom, and, and somebody had gotten sick. And you walk out into the hallway, and something is wet on the carpet <laughs> on your feet. I'm uh, like, ah, yeah, not fun, not fun.
0: Oh yeah. So it's, anyway, it's, anyway, it's nasty. It's the joy so.
1: of parenting. It's the joy of parenting. But hey, uh, maybe along those lines, we're gonna. I thought we'd talk about the uh, homeschooling the hard child. Um, and I, I'm not going to tell you exactly why I'm thinking about this topic. Um, but there could be one of those things where we're going through right now in our family, um, that, you know, there are just easy kids and hard kids. And by hard kids, I hope I, you never, ever, ever hear me say hard does not equal bad. Um, Mm -hmm. hard does not mean, you know, they're lesser or they're worse or anything like that. Hard just means not easy. Um, and really, uh those hard kids grow up to be amazing kids um they're just not easy Uh, my mom i think she would say i was one of those kids which always strikes me as odd i'm like how can you say that about me mom i'm like i'm the easiest going person there is but apparently hard kids also get amnesia as they get older and they don't remember um uh, but so as we talk about this this is not like a uh it's not a bad thing uh in fact It just means it's it's not an easy thing um and you know even for our kids i think sometimes we confuse easy being with good and hard being with bad and it should never be confused never being confused um so i thought maybe we could just talk about it um you know how you homeschool a hard kid because the truth is we all have hard kids some of us are lucky enough to have lots of hard kids um you know if you've got an easy kid you know it's not because of you it's not because of them it's just as the way they are um you know and uh but i just thought maybe we and we probably don't really have to have a show on how to homeschool the easy kids in fact i know like uh we're related to some who their first kids were easy kids and i think had they stopped there they would have thought they were awesome parents but then there then along came a hard kid and all of a sudden it humbled them and they're like well maybe this is not all about how great a parents we are it's just about the child we have been dealt um so anyway but I thought we should talk about how to homeschool those hard kids because Ben I know that uh you might think say that you have hard kids and easy kids right
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, at least by hard, like a stronger personality. uh, In -hmm. some ways, she's easier, you know, but in others, it is harder. That is something that I think is important. I was even as I was just typing up the title, I was kind of like, I don't want it to seem like only some kids are hard and that kids in general aren't. Because obviously, I think even an easy kid is there are Mm -hmm. aspects that are hard. But then also, I always I've kind of felt with a little bit of not resentment, but like, um i think there's this general even for for someone who has a laid-back personality i think they sometimes it feels like well i'm just you know that's the more godly personality Mm -hmm, that's the better personality uh just because they tend to just not be as outspoken which then looks like they're less sinful Mm -hmm. or less you know whatever it is but that is not necessarily true it's just not vocalized uh so i've definitely uh you know come to grips with being out you know more uh, of a Stronger personality in that way does not necessarily mean uh, worse. Uh, but yes, I always think of the easy way. kid as
1: the one who says, you'd say when they were little, you'd say, okay, now I'm going to put this blanket on this on the floor and I want you to sit on the blanket until I come back. And they go, yes, mom, yes, dad. And then you sit them on the blanket and you go away for like a week and a half and you come back and they're still sitting in that blanket. you know. And the other kids are like, Okay, I'm gonna give you all this candy, and it ought to be, hopefully it'll keep you busy. And you turn around, and they're gone, uh, you know. And it just makes those. Right. It really just make they involve more work.
0: Yeah. You know. But you need those, otherwise, you know, uh, a lot of things. I mean, you just you need a combination of the both because I mean they can yes. go do fantastic things, which is so cool. Uh, and I know with Renly and Hudson, I mean Renly is, I mean she just. Not unrelenting, but real, real close, you know, and Hudson just is like heartbroken if you ever, you know, tell him anything because uh, he just his eyes get all so big and right. he, you know, looks so pathetic. Yeah. And Rinley just is like, I mean, she would, <laughs> you know, she draws the line stare you in, in the, the eye and because, like, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, she's she's crazy sometimes. But right. Uh, right. But yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. And
1: we're never, never confusing, you know, again hard with bad, but, you know, uh, they can, they can, I mean, hard is a good word for homeschooling because it's just not easy. You know, they don't just sit there and do the lessons easily. They don't, you know, listen to you and then sit down and they make it hard. The, the homeschooling and the day. And I thought maybe we should just talk about some of the, how to, how to approach that child. Um, and maybe the, the first thing is just, to remember that what, the way it's happening right now, the way they are right now, doesn't mean they're gonna be that way always. You know, truth is maybe hard kids are always, you know, more intense. Um, But, you know, I think sometimes we get stuck in what they are right now. Uh, And I know even Ben and Rissa have had conversations with us of like, yeah, but what if she, what if our daughter always does this? And I'm like, well, they're not always going to do that because they're going to grow up and they're going to use some self-control. Um, but I think we need to kind of be like Mufasa, you know, when he tells Simba, remember Simba. I think we need you need to remember, Mom, that the things that they struggle with right now doesn't mean they're going to struggle later, you know, with some of those things. And, and, and though they might be, you know, Difficult to get a concept across later. right now. Later on, they're going to be the ones who are in charge. They're the ones who are going to be, you know, taking control of things and running things and doing things. Um, But I think sometimes it's easy to think, this kid's never going to get it. Or this kid's never going to get reading. He's never going to get these things. And I can remember Mom even saying with Ben, you know, that, oh, he's never going to get reading. He's never going to get these. And, I mean... It was right
0: after that. It just clicked. He he's right still there. out on that one, but hopefully one of these days <laughs> he's got to get yeah. his reading. Yeah. Hopefully he'll <laughs> click. Yeah, yeah. Now I think uh, I think that's one of the things that, and maybe this isn't true, but I, I, it feels like a lot of the hard personality or strong personalities that I know they always seem super sure or uh, confident or whatever that may be, like they don't doubt, they're just always right or whatever, and that may they may be true, but honestly, I, a lot of the people I know that are that personality do actually have a lot of inward struggles of uh, mm. if they're, you know, um, self-doubt or whatever the word is, you know? Um, so if you have a kid that is strong-willed, even if they seem like they're never worried about being wrong once in their life, it can be a very um, convincing front, and if they feel at all like you think that they aren't going to, you know, it's not worth it, or they're hopeless, or you know, they're just not going to get it, or whatever, that can be really, really hard for them to deal with. Even it, and it might honestly make them push even harder than you know mm. otherwise. But that's just something that I know I have felt. That's a great point. In
1: fact, I was going to even say something like that, you know, and maybe help them get. Pass some of that because i know for ben ben was afraid sometimes of mis of, right. of writing it wrong so he would use this microscopic handwriting you know that and all the letters would be really tight and he'd have to get it all perfect and sometimes you just have to go hey i'm not going to look at your writing you just write whatever you want to write and you sometimes say we're not gonna we're gonna take the spelling test but we're gonna let you grade it you know so you don't have to show everybody because I know even my wife she gets so uptight about trying to do things that she can you know kind of get frozen in that doing something that seems so simple I can remember even when we were first married when we were hanging Christmas lights at my house and she's like my parents' house, and she goes, I don't know how to hang up Christmas lights. And she throws them up in the air and she runs inside. And I'm thinking, because you have to be a nuclear scientist to be able to hang up Christmas lights? It's not that hard. But to someone who is that personality who wants to get it right, it is that hard. And so I think sometimes in homeschooling, you know, we take those, especially if you're a mom who's laid back, you think, why can't you, you know, this is not, you're making a big deal about this. And maybe in their head it does feel like a big deal, so maybe we back away a little bit and give them a, a safe place to just do those things, um, and maybe even spending more time focusing on what they're good at and not so much, you know, what they what they struggle in. Um, yeah. So
0: I mean, do you think that most kids are aware or people, I guess of their weakness, you know? I mean, I, I feel like they are. I mean, I, I maybe people assume that everyone isn't aware of it, but I feel like if you have a kid that is, you know, you butt heads with a lot, my guess is they're not just oblivious to that, you know, they're, they're aware of mm. that and, and they probably don't even like it, you know? Uh, I mean, I know I didn't and I don't like it all the time and there's parts I do, but, you know, and I'm very thankful for my personality trait, but it was also, you know, and I know mom's talked about that. Like that's something she's struggled with her whole life is like feeling like, you know, not liking the, you know, quick to snap type thing, you know, and that is not necessarily good, but, um, and just, you know, realizing that and uh helping in that not just uh i don't know what where i'm going with it but just being aware that that is true maybe and
1: even not not attaching labels and saying oh this is who you Mm -hmm. are you know but just saying hey you know this is where i'm okay with that exactly i can remember ben saying one time and i don't know if you remember this ben maybe i brought it up before but you saying you saying in the bathroom i can't i just can't be easy you know and you just said it like and to me it just was like you're right you know that's true and i was asking you to asking you to be maybe something that you couldn't be you know or it's like asking mom don't be so uptight about hanging up christmas lights you know it's not even a fair statement and so i think maybe we just take our kids and we say hey you're more intense and that's okay and that's the way you are um and that's not a bad thing it's a good thing um and be okay with that and really you know not giving up on that child because i think sometimes it's easy to say fine then i'll just quit um and i've heard lots of homeschooling moms said say this or non-homeschooling moms say this i could never homeschool this child because they're just too hard and to me that's the child who needs you to homeschool them you know because you put a child like that sometimes you know, or an intense kid, and sometimes those intense kids—they're intense when they get to regular school too, and it can be kind of a cruel world. You know, you can get some teacher who doesn't care at all, and go, you know, go over and sit in the corner until you graduate, um, and that's no fun place to be.
0: And I just, again, I've already rehashing, but that is almost an emotional thing uh, for me to even think about because, like, that is like the least—that's the hardest. Vote of no confidence, basically, you know, of just absolute Mm. rejection is if your child, you know, because, again, they're not going to be unaware if they feel like you're just like they're too hard. I give up. I don't want to just I'm going to pass the buck on to someone else, you know, Mm. and when often, you know, you yeah when when you're struggling you often need someone to just be like you know what even if you're struggling i'm going to still stick it through with you you know your spouse needs that so your kids need it too you know if, if your husband or you know has had a rough day or you you know if your wife's just really struggling it's not helpful for the husband to be like you know what deal with it on your own or i can't deal with this move on like but you want someone to be there and no matter what stick with you uh so and i think in yeah. homeschooling you know refusing to play that well
1: you know, I could just put you in school. Yeah. Would you like me to do that? You know, and not doing that—that's not a good threat to use. Um, in fact, um, I would even tag on to that. You know, take that 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 intense child and keep them at home. They need to be with you. I mean, I, I'll never forget one time, and maybe Ben was even with me. I was in uh, somewhere in San Diego or San San something uh, in, in L.A. Uh, or Southern California, and I was at a homeschool conference. I thought maybe you were with me, Ben. And we were in there, in behind our table, and this kid came in into my booth space. And I don't like when kids come mm-hmm. in my booth space. And he came in, and he got real quiet, and he said, "Tell my mom to keep homeschooling me," because he seemed like one of those kids who his mom was just fed up with you know teaching this kid and she wanted to basically give up on him and he didn't want to be given up on he wanted her to you know keep fighting the fight because i don't think they're going to go and you know i can remember my mom saying one time yeah uh yeah i can remember exactly where i was and i'm i don't remember the whole circumstance but i remember something was spilled and i was cleaning up and i was mad about it you know of course my You know, my easy brothers probably would have just done it nicely and happily. But I was complaining about it. And I can remember my mom saying, we've lost him, Rex. And I, my dad, to my dad. And I thought to myself, why are you saying that? What do you mean you lost me? You haven't lost me? Don't give up on me. And I think moms, don't give up on those kids. You know, on those intense kids. You just stick with them. You put your arm around them and you say, hey, we're in this together. We're not going to stop. So, you know, and then you work real hard at smiling at those kids, um, because, you know, and I don't know if you feel in the throes of it yet, Ben, but there are times where it's just hard to smile, period, you know, and you just have to make yourself smile again. You know, this is a very personal thing that we're dealing with kind of right now. Um, and I had a conversation with one of my kids in a, in the car as I was taking them somewhere and. You know, I just felt like it it was one of those situations that it started out bad and it just got worse. And when I got home, I, because he has a phone, I texted him a text and said, you know, I'm sorry for doing that. I'm so, you're such an amazing person, you know, and I love you so much. I just didn't, I, I didn't want it to go that direction, but it did. And I'm sorry. And I think that goes a really, really, really long way. Even though that kid never responded back to me, <laughs> and don't expect them yeah. to. Don't expect them yeah. to. I remember this is a story tell, told of Ben, which I've told everywhere else. I probably have never told Ben. Um, but one time we were having words, and and I said something to Ben like, "And Ben, Ben, early on, and now he's not this way anymore because he's even told me saying. this way. <laughs> have I told this no, about fine. about not apologizing yeah, when you don't feel like fine. it? Yeah. Right. Okay. No, go ahead." Okay, I mean, you, so you don't know this story, huh? No, I do. And I do. okay, and and it was just hard for Ben to say he was sorry unless he truly felt sorry. And you know, people who have trouble saying unless they truly feel sorry, they don't really feel like they have much to say sorry for. And uh so Ben and I were going at it, and afterwards I said, "Hey, I'm sorry. We forgive you." And I said he said, "Yeah." And I said, "You know how much I love you." And he said, "Yeah." And then I go <laughs> and I just stand and I look at him and I go. <laughs> You want to say something? And he goes, oh, did you think I did something wrong? <laughs>
0: you know,
1: and, and now he's, oh, you know, he's, he's not where he was. He's, you know, he's matured and he's grown. I remember him saying to me, Dad, sometimes you have to say this after he's been married. He said, sometimes you have to say sorry even when you're not sorry yep. or when you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, I mean, that's look how far he's come look how far i've come because i was in the same boat you know and and your child you know don't expect them to don't <laughs> expect them to you know say oh i'm so sorry father will you forgive me mother will you forgive me but i'm gonna guess you know as you continue to hang in there with him, they'll learn that lesson then how about a commercial
0: Yeah, real quick, uh, if you are struggling in math time, and math time, you know, for our family for many years was kind of the stress time of the day. Uh, but then we found teaching textbooks. Uh, we actually were next door to them on their very first convention they ever did, I believe, or maybe it was their second one, but no, uh, I and, and I think it was our second one and we were next to them and met them and pretty much, I don't know if it was right then, but within a couple of years we started using teaching textbooks and we've never regretted it. And we've worked with them for many, many years and we love teaching textbooks <laughs> and the Saboris and what they've built and their math curriculum, because we do believe it helps homeschoolers smile. Um, all of my siblings have used it, and it's really just changed math time for them. And uh, I'll definitely be using it with my kids once they are old enough. So they have a ton of options, family plans, and you can check out a free trial over at TeachingTextbooks.com. But uh, we really just appreciate their support of the smiling homeschooler and kind of uh, coming alongside of us in this. So we really appreciate that.
1: It kind of felt a little bit like a Hallmark story. You were there telling there, Ben. Yeah, you know, like we right. were sitting right next to, and it was like love at first sight. It
0: was. You know, little <laughs> did we know. <laughs> um, but no, I totally, you mentioned earlier, like the kids, uh, oh, actually I just lost the lost the train of thought or about Where were smiling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I know that, uh, you know, they'll sometimes be like, you know, are you happy with me? Or Hudson will say, dad, are you happy with me? If we're dealing with Renly or something like that, you know, cause they can just mm-hmm. totally feel that. And I know just the other night, like Rinley was just doing something, and it was like, man, I just you need to go to bed because I'm we're not you know just you just kind of have a hard time even like looking at them. But uh, right, right. Uh, you disgust uh, me yeah, exactly. So, but it is but uh, and th- those they are the places
1: it. and the times where you have to purposefully make yourself smile. Right. And again, if you're in the throes of homeschooling, sometimes you have to stop. You almost need to. And if you're like a super intense mom. You know, you might need to write in your lesson plan 10:30. Smile at such and such kid, you know, so that you can make yourself like. If you're looking at me on the screen, you know, I just smile. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel like it. I just make myself. And I think there are some of those. I, I remember like with one of our kids. I think it was Sam. You know, uh, Sam had Sam was my breaker kid. He would always break things. And I just remember you know, uh, I was in the garage and I said, hey, Sam, don't break that. And I mean, three seconds later, I hear the snap. And I look over him and he's holding this handle and he goes, sorry, dad. And I mean, in my head, I said, smile. And I smiled and I could see the relief on my son's face. It was kind of like, I'm okay. You know, Mm -hmm. not like I'm I'm still alive, kind of that okay. But I think when, when we as parents, we smile at our kids, our kids feel like all is well with the world um and that I'm okay inside that I'm liked by you. Yeah. And I and I think for that for that intense kid, you're going to have to make yourself smile, make yourself touch them, make yourself hug them even when you don't feel like it.
0: So we've talked about the intense kid, but what about if the mom is the more intense person? Do you think a hard child for the mom to homeschool could be one that is very laid back or doesn't feel mm. very Uh, you know, maybe it's not an issue of like going to the heads with each other all the time, but maybe just feels not super motivated or not, you know, doesn't really care that much, you know, not, doesn't feel like they're putting effort, Mm -hmm. even if they are, do you think that's, I mean, yes, I think that
1: is totally, totally true. You know, that that can very well be the case. And again, it's just an understanding mom of saying, Hey, my kid is not wired this way. I'm going to have to let him be that way because he's he's always going to disappoint me or she's going to disappoint me if I expect them to be this way. I'm not going to be able to get them to that place. I know I, I remember a mom, a, a daughter saying this to me and Ben, if I told you who it was, you would know who it is. Um, a daughter saying this to me, she was a grown daughter and she said um, and she was the laid back one in her family both her mother and her older siblings were very intense. The kind of intensity that you look at them and you're a little scared, you know, about everything they talk about. Now you know who they are, don't you, Ben? And-
0: uh, uh, No, actually, and, you're, you're Don't ahead. say it! <laughs> and,
1: um, but this, this one daughter who's super laid back, super, just, you know, just so much fun. She said, you know, and she said it so nicely. She goes, I always felt like my mom kind of liked the other sister better because, you know, she they would just go at it high intensity ah you know two cats going and she said for me I wouldn't get there I wouldn't have that intensity and you know so she felt like she couldn't talk to me the same way and and what was sad in that is that the daughter said I always thought she she always liked her better you know and I think that there's truth in that and maybe you know that And maybe you are totally right, Ben. Maybe that hard child isn't always the intense kid. Maybe that hard child is sometimes just the child who's not like us, Mm -hmm. you know? And they should never ever feel like they're not liked by us.
0: Do you think there's any practical like day-to-day homeschooling things you can do to try to work through, you know, those hard? because honestly, I think the danger, not danger, but the worry is that you can just get to it's just a shouting match every day. Or maybe if that's again, that would be maybe the harder kids or whatever form that may be where you're just combating or not getting much. So (coughs) do you think there's any like actual practical tips on how day-to-day homeschooling could change or uh, things you could try doing? Uh, you know, and that's a, that's, ask a, that's God a, to help you see your kids the way He does. I think that's yeah. good, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, I would, th- I, I think you know, some of that hardness is because your kids sometimes don't obey, so you need to work through some of those obedience things, even maybe before you get to school things, you know, so that you that you're very clear, you know, and say, hey, you, you got to do this today, okay? You don't have to do everything, but you got to do this today. I want you to read your, your, you gotta read your Bible today. So, you know, you say it has to be done by 1030. And if they're not done by 1030, there's a consequence, you know, because you really want to train them to do that. Um, If they're laid back or whether they're intense, it doesn't matter. You just want them to obey you without complaining, without arguing, and then kind of be trying to be consistent in that. Even though, you know, even though we always... Say parents always should be consistent and they should. We parents aren't consistent, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, And then I think I would work on the relationship, especially with the child that you feel is harder. Um, I know that there was a time that uh, Debbie, uh, you know, said to, to me about Ben, you know, we're not gonna do math right now. We're just gonna put that on hold. We're gonna, and we're gonna do fun things. And so they played games, they did stuff outside they really worked on having fun because again my wife would say fun doesn't always come natural to her she needed to be intentional about fun and i it didn't last very long a couple weeks and then she felt like, like you know they had they had uh fixed maybe that relationship part and they were able to do school again but sometimes i think we get so focused on the school part that we just kind of plow through you know we don't care who's crying who's doing what and and nothing is, nothing is one in that.
0: Yeah. I think the other part that, especially maybe for the, the child that is a little bit more vocal would be just let them talk and talk it out with them. You know, I mean, if, mm. if you feel like they just don't care or they're just arguing or they're bothered all the time or whatever, maybe just ask them why, if you have, and again, all these things that we ever just, you might've already done it, you know, and that's great and keep doing it then. But, um, I know that for me that was always helpful to feel a little agency in it and to feel like I you know was heard and uh, able to communicate Mm -hmm. doesn't mean arguing all the time but just in a calm way or in a time where there is a little you know where it isn't intense to just say like I really don't like this because of this they might have a reason you know Um, and maybe you can make some adjustments off that Um, but again that's more of the uh, and I
1: think some of those kids I don't know about if you felt this way Ben but I can remember Sometimes uh, intense kids are sometimes reactors. So whenever you bring something kind of, you know, you announce something, hey, we're going to do this, that they say immediately, oh, I hate doing that. I don't know why we always do that. And that doesn't really mean anything. It just means they react right at the moment. Mm-hmm. I can remember saying to Ben, I remember one time driving somewhere and I said, okay, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want you to say anything. I want you to think about it. Probably and then did, I still but... don't want you to say anything. <laughs> huh? I said, what? I
0: probably still did, but I'm <laughs> sure. That... And
1: I said, don't say anything. And, you know, and it was kind of like a surprise. I was bringing something up and he was good with it, you know, because he didn't respond right away. And I think even, you know, that the, what we were doing today, it just turned into this reacting thing and and Debbie said something about like oh this one kid just hates one just doesn't like me to teach him and I said that's not true honey he loves being taught by you but he reacts so he says things before he really thinks them through so I think Ben's right give them a time to talk so maybe you take them out you know for lunch or maybe you you know in a quiet time because like this kid that I was talking about nameless child of mine uh that you know that we were doing stuff today i was talking about you know i'm going to follow up with that and i'm going to say hey you know yesterday i didn't like how it turned out um i'm sorry for doing that what did you why do you feel that way you know and he'll probably be quiet and no i don't know and i'll say no tell me you know just just let me know and then i'm going to be quiet and then i'm going to listen i'm not going to respond you know and tell him why he's wrong i'm just going to listen and uh and really, I think that, that goes a long, long way. You know, and lastly, maybe before we run out of time here, um, you know, for these kids, we should be thanking God for them because they really are amazing kids. And they're gifts. They're gifts to us, you know, because God knew we needed these kids to sharpen us, to make us better. Um, I am better. I am eight times better because I have eight kids. And I'm like 40 times better because I have a wife, because life would be easy you know, if I was a single guy just doing my own thing, you know what I'd be doing tonight? You know, just hanging out in bed, you know, or hanging out in my room and watching Disney Plus probably still. Not much know. different than now, really. <laughs> you know, and eating pizza. And I'd go to bed when I want to go to bed. I'd wake up when I want to go, wake up. I could exercise. I could read my Bible. I could do whatever I want to do whenever I wanted. But all these people God put in my life to sharpen me, to make me better, to, to make me who he wants me to be. You know that kid that gives you that makes it hard that you feel hard, he's hard or she's hard. There, it's she's a or he is a gift to you to help you be what God wants you to be, and we should be thanking God for that child and thanking that child for being that
0: child. Mm-hmm. Mia said, "And keep sweet baby pictures around so you can remember you love them." Uh, that's <laughs> good, but also true. thing we um, I always
1: thought that's why they look so sweet when you yeah. put them to bed. You know, yeah, exactly. when they're sleeping, you're like, it's just a reminder at the end of the day to try to get up yeah. again and start another that's, day. <laughs> that's what I
0: think the Love You Forever book does well is like that, you know, mm. you have a kid, but then when he's asleep, you kind of see that again. But um, one other thing I was thinking is just kind of hopefully all of this is not just you, you know, it's not just a single or one parent dealing with this. You know, hopefully you mm. are working together in this and that your husband is on board and because i mean sometimes you know your spouse may have a different kind of relationship and i'm sure everyone realizes this but uh, you know don't forget you hopefully are in this together uh, and you know you need both of you not just one um so
1: hey and i will tell you too i don't know you know as you do that husband and wife thing you know with that child i I'll, I'll tell you something that doesn't work I don't think it works when, and maybe you felt this, you've had this said to you or said it yourself. I don't know, Ben. But, you know, when your spouse says to you, well, you really handled that wrong. Why were you so hard on him?" You know, that, you already know usually you're too hard on them. Um, But maybe you could say, you know, to your spouse on those non-confrontational times, you know, when you're just having a dinner, hey, you know, uh, sometimes when you talk to this child, you know, I can tell that maybe they, they don't take it like you want them to. Um, I'm not telling you how to be, but they really could use your smile maybe a little bit more. That comes across a lot easier than in the moment where you blew it that time. Cause that doesn't help me. It just makes me madder, you know? And then now I'm mad at everybody.
0: So. Yep, totally agree. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I mean, uh, it seems like people uh, really agreeing overall and said they need to hear it. So, and the other thing is if not, Forget that you are not alone, right? You know, in it, because I think it can seem like, like I mean, we, me and Rissa have literally mm-hmm. talked about this. this. Is like our kid is the hardest kid that of any of our friends. No one else has, you know. And it's like that's one probably not true. I'm gonna say it's it isn't true, true and uh, it can be easy to forget that because you all, again, you only see usually the best behavior, and you often only see the worst behavior of your child. I know, like when you know, when I'm working on a project and I do all the details, I see. Every flaw there is, you know, and maybe even yourself, you see the flaws. But when you're looking at it from the outside, it doesn't seem that way, and you you only look at everyone else usually through a better, more favorable lens. So, uh, yeah, don't forget you're not you're you're. you're and
1: really, uh, and we've talked about it before. And you know, when you're in a group and you're going through a hard time with a hard kid, you would be do yourself a favor, and you would minister to everyone there if you'd say, "Hey, I'm going through a hard time with one of my kids right now," and then you just tell it like it is because i'm gonna i'm gonna bet the farm that they're gonna say to you so am i i'm going through that as well and and it just is comforting to everybody and you can pray for one another uh so anyway we're out of time thanks for listening mom um again like ben said you're not alone um and that child that that god gave you is a masterpiece made by god for something amazing um, and as, as are all your, all your children and you need them as much as they need you. And that should make everybody smile.
0: Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you are leaving encouraged. And if you have a friend that would benefit from listening, maybe share this episode with them. Also, again, we just want to say thank you to teaching textbooks for sponsoring the smiling homeschooler and making this possible. Head on over to TeachingTextbooks.com for a free trial. Have a great week. And as always keep smiling.